This is the Late Night Lawyer Show with your host, Alex Mancini. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Late Night Lawyer. Um, as previously stated, tonight's night is dedicated to family law matters. We've got a couple of questions lined up, which uh, we've managed to get in previously from um, social media. And we've got Nadine here, who is ready to answer your questions. Before we get on to that, um, obviously in the current situation, we hope everyone at Manchester Legal hopes all our clients and everybody are keeping safe. Um, appreciate this is a very difficult time for everyone. Um, the whole nation, the whole world, it's very difficult indeed. And um, I'm sure we can all pull through this um, and, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. That's what we need to focus on and focus on the fact that this is a short period of time that we can all push through and get to the other end. Now, um, talking a bit about our show. So what we're doing this evening, as I said, we're, we're discussing family law matters, but we're going to have a series of different guest speakers on the show. Um, I have a, a very dear friend, financial advisor, coming on the show next week, and he will be speaking about how Corona and COVID-19 is obviously affecting the finance planning um, and uh, different aspects of the financial world as well. So there's a lot to come from that, um, that talk, which is coming up. So tonight, let's focus on family and uh, over to Nadine. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Late Night Lawyer. Alex Mancini here, your host. Uh, I've got Nadine on the line. What we're doing at the moment, we're just going to go through, uh, in readiness for tomorrow's Q&A, some of the questions that have come up from people on Facebook and on social media to do with family law matters. So, Nadine, I'm just going to pass it over to you. So, hi, guys. My name's Nadine, and I'm the family lawyer here at Mancini Legal. I'm here taking your questions this evening we've had a few really good ones coming in and i'll be going through these in a moment okay nadine if you could um just let the public know the areas of family and all that you do just covering all the different areas yes so i cover all aspects of family law um, up to cohabitation agreements separation agreements any relationship breakdown issues um, including Children Act matters as well, um, also divorce and finances relating to divorce. Okay, Nadine, we've had a few questions in over the course of the past few days. Uh, one of the questions is from an anonymous person, I'm thinking about leaving my husband and filing for divorce. How much is that likely to cost me? So a divorce in itself, it really depends how much of it you want to do yourself. There's a flat court fee, which is £550, and you may be exempt to pay the court fee depending on your financial circumstances. And that would be the extent of the divorce costs in total, so £550. If you wanted to instruct a solicitor, obviously solicitor costs vary depending on where you are located. It can vary sort of in between the region of 750 up to 2000 plus VAT, but it really depends on your location. Excellent. Thank you. Um, another question we've just had in, it says, uh, I have two children uh, who I see every other weekend uh, and there's a child arrangement order in place from the court. Uh, their mother has stopped seeing me uh, from having contact following obviously the government guidelines issued by COVID-19. What are my rights now? So as you're probably aware, these are unprecedented times 
therefore a bit of discretion is allowed for parents. So the current guidance issued by the sort of the family the family law sector is that contact should be encouraged and that you are able to transport your child in between households so if you come from a separated family then that contact is to be encouraged if it's not possible however then skype contact and indirect contact should be facilitated and i think just getting that dialogue going with your partner or your ex-partner i should say getting that dialogue open as soon as possible is the ideal way to go about it and just to show that you are facilitating that level of contact even though it isn't in compliance with the court order it is a difficult one to comply with as long as you're showing that you're putting your child's need first that is going to be the priority of the courts they're taking very limited applications at the moment it's only going to be those urgent applications that they're going to consider and i would highly doubt that this would fall under that category so rather than rushing to go back to court i would say try and speak to your ex-partner to reach an agreement i think we're probably on that nadine's seeing a lot of the courts now um going over to audio conferencing. Is yes, that right? that's, that's yeah. correct. And, yeah. and whilst they're trying to grapple with these new changes, invariably um, coupled with the shortages of staff as well, um, you are going to see delays in the court system. So to try and reduce that backlog and delay, I would suggest avoid going to court. You can still go to a mediator. They can facilitate voice consultations, telephone consultations. So that's always the first port of call. Advice. Excellent. So we've we've had a couple of other questions in. Um, another one from somebody in Sussex, just confirming that uh, they're thinking of leaving their wife. But what's your opinion on what's likely to happen to the family home? So you'd be surprised how often I get asked this question, and the answer is it really depends on you. It depends on whether you can reach an agreement with your wife as to what's going to happen. If you can't reach an agreement, then it will be up to the court to decide. But the way the courts look at it is they look at something called the Section 25 factors. So these relate to your marriage specifically. So they look at things like the ages of both parties, your health. The first consideration is the children of the family. Then the court will be interested in what your housing needs are moving forwards. So say, for example, if you own a modest property, with equity of £300,000 in that, and that is your main financial asset, the court will be looking at what's the fairest way to divide that asset. So the starting point in law is equality. It doesn't necessarily mean there's a 50-50 split, but the court will be interested in, obviously, the housing needs of both parties. So it's a hard question to answer without knowing more specific examples of your case, but that is the starting point in law. So it's the Section 25 factors and also the yardstick of equality that's applied um, to your specific case. Excellent. Thanks, Nadine. Uh, just one final question that we've, got, we've had in. Um, it says, I've separated from my wife over four years ago and want to get a divorce, but she won't agree to it. Can I divorce her without her consent? Quite a common question, I imagine. So... The short answer is that, yes, you can. It depends on what ground you rely on. So you can either go on the ground of unreasonable behaviour. So if you're the one initiating the divorce, you're the petitioner, and you could do it on your wife's unreasonable behaviour. But you need to give the court some examples of why you deem the marriage to have come to an end. 
So what's unreasonable to you would be specific to your marriage. Um, you need to just give a couple of examples just to satisfy the court that there has been unreasonable behaviour. What your wife, I suspect, may try and do is ignore the petition and she might be under the false apprehension that by ignoring it, it will just go away. But there is a way around that. So if she doesn't respond to the petition within a certain amount of time, then you can apply to dispense with service to say, well, actually, I've served her. She's chosen to ignore it. Um, for example, if you had a message from her, like an email or a text to say, I've got this petition, but I'm not going to sign, then you can go to the court and make an application to carry on with the divorce and it goes on as normal. Another alternative, if you don't want to go down that route of unreasonable behaviour, you can wait to be separated for five years and then you can go and get a divorce without getting her consent. So there's two options open to you. Excellent. Thank you, Nadine. I mean, the question that I'm going to ask at the moment is obviously with uh, COVID-19 and uh, the courts under a huge amount of pressure, both in my area of civil and your area of family. I mean, how, how do you see this all sort of pulling together with, uh, with COVID-19 working remotely and, uh, and the family courts as a whole? I mean, it's, it's obviously going to have a massive impact. I, I do believe so. And I mean, the one sort of saving grace of it is that the family courts have now opened up online applications if you're a litigant in person. So if you're not using a solicitor, then you can apply for a divorce online and that should streamline the process. Again, if your wife uh, sort of delays or, or husband delays in returning the petition, it does create a, a bit more of a time frame in, into that. So that's going to create delay invariably. Um, when people say to me, how long does a divorce take on average? Honestly, it's like a, a piece of string. I would say rather than focusing on the divorce process, you should be looking at the divorce as a whole. So not just the divorce side, but also the finances in connection with the divorce. So it could take up to six to 12 months. But definitely this COVID-19 uh, situation, it is going to have a delay, especially if you can't reach an agreement over finances and then proceedings are issued, there is going to be a knock-on effect. Excellent. Thank you, Nadine. I mean, excellent questions and answers there. Um, as I said, tomorrow, uh, Nadine will be, uh, will be live answering any other questions that may crop up on, uh, on Facebook. Nadine's obviously available to take direct instructions at the moment already. Um, you know, we're all working remotely as a team. And uh, anything else, Nadine, you'd like to add? Uh, so, yeah, I'd just like to say that I'm offering free initial meetings. So there's a 20-minute meetings via Skype, um, telephone. Um, that's Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. I can also facilitate later evening ones if that works for you as well. So from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, if you are interested, then please get in touch. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye. Right, bye. This is the Late Night Lawyer Show with your host, Alex Mancini. Thank you very much, Nadine. Thank you for all of your input. I'd like to thank everybody on social media for putting their questions forward. It's very encouraging. Um, this is obviously the first show that we're doing and um, it's brilliant. You know, the amount of encouragement I've had for, on Facebook and, uh, and on the different social media fronts. Very, very encouraging. So I thank you all for your support. Obviously, without the support, we wouldn't be able to carry on and we wouldn't be here. So, you know, please keep that coming in. Keep the interest coming in because the interest is always good. And uh, we look forward to coming back on 
I mean, the, the format of the shows we're gonna we're gonna be doing a variety of shows because this is what a lot of the questions are. How are the sh- these shows formatted? So some some shows are gonna be live video feeds on social media, and some of the shows that we're gonna be running are pre-recorded video feeds with a mixture of podcasts and audio recordings. It's all dependent on the circumstances of who we're interviewing and what we're doing. So. Um, Again, thank you all, and we look forward to coming back next week with another show focusing on financial planning. We will also potentially have a, a guest speaker in before that show, just running through conveyancing issues. So watch this space. We'll come back to you on that one in due course. Thank you all very much. <laughs>